Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Love Talk Radio. It is Rich Wilson. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball Live. And we're here on a Thursday afternoon doing this uh, uh, podcast uh, because Tim and I, we're coming up on Christmas and uh, we've got plans. I'll be traveling up to New York to see my kids and Tim is traveling to, I think, Thunder Bay to see his kids. And uh, so we thought we'd sneak in a quick podcast on a Thursday. It'll be a quick show. We're going to talk about some of the trades and signings uh, that have been over this week. And I think an interesting topic is should the angels trade Mike Trout? And then the second question is, will they trade Mike Mike Trout? So it doesn't necessarily, you know, we might think they need to, and then the angels might think they need to, but will they have the courage to do that? And so Timmy and I will be talking about that. Then we'll tell you what's going to be going on over the course of of the uh, of the draft season, and when Tim will be coming out with all of his uh, position rankings, and when we'll be doing mock drafts and so forth. If you want to get a hold of me, you can do that on Twitter at Rich Wilson P three sixty one at Rich Wilson P three sixty one. I'll let Tim ask Tim where he can reach out to where you can reach out to him. If you want to support the show, you can go out to iTunes and rate and review us, and you can go out to our site, Prospect 361, upper right-hand corner, to visit our sponsors, StubHub, Amazon.com, MLB Shops, and, of course, Steiner Sports. Without further ado, let's bring on the great Tim McLeod. Mr. McLeod, good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. I I have to agree with you. Uh, It's hard to beat a quickie on a Thursday afternoon, isn't it? (laughs) Okay. Very well played, Mr. McLeod. It's it's nicely done. How has your week been? Uh, Good, Rich. I'm busy with uh, getting ready for the festive season and uh, ranking and sorting players. Uh, I'm firmly convinced that moving forward, Major League Baseball should not allow players to play at more than one position, okay? There should be a rule, okay? It's just not fair. It really isn't. But I'm keeping busy, staying out of trouble. Uh, how, was your football, uh, how was your football weekend? 
It was actually pretty cool, Tim. I will say it was a very exciting game. It was the Los Angeles Rams at the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles are the defending Super Bowl champs, Tim, as as you might know. Uh, and so I was out nope. in Los Angeles for that, and uh, they had a, uh, a one of those suites, which was kind of fun. And not only was it a suite, it's a huge stadium. That's where they had the Olympics, where the Rams play. I think they're building a new stadium somewhere. But the, we had two suites. One was kind of in the end zone. Timmy, it looked like we were a mile away from the field. And then the second mm-hmm. suite they had was a field-level suite that literally I was standing on the field. <laughs> I, was, I was literally in the end zone, standing on the field, and there was one play where the running back was literally running right towards me. It was pretty remarkable. That was cool. Yeah, it was an elevator so you could go uh, back and forth, up and down, or did you have to sort of uh, pick one? Long steps, Tim, long steps. So uh, now we have passes okay. for both. And So I went, I stayed mostly in the upper suite. It was bigger. Uh, the lower mm-hmm. one had, uh, I was down there for a quarter. And when you're in the end zone, when the play's on the other end, Tim, you, you can't see a thing, man. It's just not yeah. not a thing. So, uh, so it was fun. I, I will say it was fun. It was a long day, man, but it was fun. Well, yeah, and uh, my guess is they had all the complimentary uh, food and beverages that go along with it. Uh, would be my guess. Yeah, so there was two. So this started off, uh, there was a, it was like an uh, organized event. It was, I'm on a board and, you know, it was kind of a thing for the board. So it was like a fan uh-huh. fest. And then and then it was the fancy food at some club. Mm-hmm. And we did that. I got my picture taken with some oh. guy named Eric Dickerson. I think I've heard of him. You ever heard of him, right? He's a running, former running back. So I got oh, my picture hey. taken. Yeah. It was pretty cool. He was. Handsome guy. That's amazing. He's a handsome guy. I'm sure, I'm sure Eric was happy to get uh, his picture taken with the great Rich Wilson. Like, come on, what an honor for him! Yeah, he asked me, you know, like how the, uh, you know, how the fantasy baseball season was looking and stuff like that. No, he didn't say that, but no, it was fun. We we chatted for a bit. I got cool. pictures taken. He says, he says, you want my autograph? I go. I have no idea what I would do with that. He goes, nor do I. <laughs> so I go, okay, well then I don't want it. <laughs> he goes, you know, so I am in the hall. It pays you going to eBay, right? Exactly. I said, you know, all right, I can go out and sell it on eBay for what, fifty bucks? He goes, no, I think they go for more than that. <laughs> in case it, so I think he's in a Hall of Fame, right? Isn't he? I think he's a big he, deal. Yeah. No, I when I was uh, when I was following football uh, many many years ago, yeah, he was he was a stud running back, Hall of Famer, uh, uh, very very talented individual, strong as a horse. Man, I'm looking at his autographed football, $223. Jeez, Tim, I, I should have gotten the signed football. <laughs> you, you must have had a baseball in your pocket somewhere. You could have got him to no, sign. I, I had a football. They, right? gave, they gave me a football for him to sign. I had a football. And oh, I said, uh, oh, no, I'm geez. good. I'm good. Hmm. I didn't want to have to take it back to the plane. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. Could have covered off your Christmas presents, right? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I could have, I could have given it to somebody, but it, it was a lot of fun. Timmy, we were spoiled, and uh, it, it was great. It's just, uh, and you know, the weather was good, beautiful. It was, it was a good day. It was a, it was a, it was again a long day, man, because we left uh, where I was about 
one o'clock and then get back until like 11 or so. I mean, it was just, you know, and it's, you know, I don't really care about the game and everybody's all excited because it was an exciting game. I was just Mm -hmm. kind of sitting there going, okay, this is interesting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, but uh, anyway. Yeah. When you toss the plane travel in there as well, that makes for, that makes for a couple hectic days. Yeah. That's all I did to me. I literally went out on an airplane at three o'clock from Charlotte on Saturday and I had right. a board meeting in the morning and then a, uh, and then, uh, you know, the outing. And then I got on a plane at eight forty and got home at nine thirty that night. So that, that was, that was my, that was my week. And then, so we couldn't do the show on Sunday and then I didn't get you the notes right. till this early this morning, you know, to do a little behind the baseball scene kind of stuff. Cause I, I got back, I had stuff to do on Tuesday and then Wednesday, Lori was updating her iPhone and she goes, it says it's not working right. And Timmy, all day I spent on that phone to get it to get it fixed. So, so I, it was it's well, yeah, been one were, of those. You said you lost both of them, Rich. As a techno girl, the likes of which many of us have never seen before, it must have drove you nuts having to spend a full day trying to get your iPhones back working. So, so. Lori's took most of the day. Part of it was updating her Mac to the latest version, you know, so yeah, update that took three hours. So it wasn't like I was staring at it, but then the, I tell you the Apple okay. people are awesome. I mean, they were great on mm. the phone and they, they, they got it squared away with some kind of glitch and they got that worked away. And in my phone, you know, I have to, I'm transferring the number from my company to my personal and it's just a big hassle to me. <laughs> just not going uh, well. And she finally said, yeah. This is what we're going to do. We're sending you a phone that works. Don't even worry. Here's a phone. Because, so, I, I mean, yeah. you'd go to the Verizon store and they go, we can't do that. <laughs> I'm like, what? I, here's a kind of phone that says you can't. <laughs> so. it, it, it sounds like their, their service model, Rich, should be an Apple a day keeps the Android away. Exactly. So the funniest thing is, is so I get, so finally we're ready to go, and they, they the the techie guys talk to the techie guys. I bring my phone into right. the Verizon store again. So I'm doing this on Wednesday afternoon. I give it to it, and the guy goes, "Oh, this phone's not compatible with the Verizon network. This is only compatible with the AT and T network." Seriously, uh-huh. <laughs> he goes, "Yeah, you have to buy a new phone." I'm like, "Seriously?" <laughs> it's like this phone's like three weeks old. <laughs> so, so. All squared away. I've got it all squared away. So, hey, but it, that was my Wednesday, Timmy. Literally, all I did was phones. So, yeah, that you know what? To a, an untechno sort of guy like myself, that that almost sounds like unfun. Okay, <laughs> that definitely something I wouldn't want to endure. No way. You find that you're still in your pajamas and it's one o'clock in the afternoon because you've you've been on the phone all day long with a techni guy, technical guy. So, but uh, that was my Wednesday time, and it was good. And, and what about your week? Though? I hate your week. I know it's, we lost. It's one o'clock in the we... afternoon, right? I'm still in my pajamas and doing a podcast. Uh, <laughs> what can I say? What can you say? Oh. I know that Timmy. Before we get into the questions, I know we lost uh, kind of one of the titans in the. Um, the fantasy industry, uh, Laura Michaels, I didn't know him very well. I know you yeah. did, but I had met him a couple of times. I know he'd been sick for a while, but still sad to uh, to lose yes. a, a talent like him. Yes, it definitely is. Uh, we were we were fairly good friends and spent a lot of time talking. And uh, Laura was 
a, a very unique individual, one, one of the most giving and caring people you could ever, ever, ever meet. And uh, definitely it was a sad day yesterday, yesterday Rich. It, well, it really was. Uh, the, you know, Crohn's colitis, it, the, it finally finally got the best of them. He passed away yesterday. But my condolences to Diane, his entire family, and and it is a big loss uh, to to our industry, uh, not only to the friends that he made over the years, of which there are numerous. And rest in rest in peace, Lar. Uh, the pain the pain is gone. Yeah, and and uh, and then we we lost another guy who was another important fantasy guy, uh, and I did not know him at all, but I know he he died earlier in the year. Yeah, Steve Moyer passed away. Uh, it was actually back in the back in the spring. So uh, yes, uh, Steve passed away. Uh, he was uh, he was in Phoenix at the time uh, for the uh, for the labor auctions, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So uh, Timmy, it's it's. Uh, but I tell you, you realize how I guess old fantasy base been around. I mean, it's it's you know, we're going on thirty five. 40 years, I guess. Of So, I mean, now you're having people that have played for years and have been so important in the industry now no longer with us. It's, it's, it is, it is fascinating and interesting. Yeah. It's, you know, when you look at the game originated in the early eighties and most of the, most of the veterans of the game uh, and the, the forefathers. Yeah. You know, Hey, if you take take a look at us, uh, I'll be 61 in March. Uh, you're what, 55, 56? So you'll be 56 in March, Rich, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I yes yes I will, Timmy. Yeah, so we're not getting we're not getting any uh, we're not getting any younger. I I remember the first time I went to the Arizona Fall League and looked in the room and you know I I looked around and all of a sudden I I felt young. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was a, yeah. it was, it was a yeah. and it's and it's not because I you know of my birth certificate it was just a an older crowd and uh, uh, definitely uh, it would be nice and hopefully we'll start seeing some younger people getting interested in the game as our generation continues to age. Yeah, that's what I worry about, Timmy. It's it's uh I mean it's the problem that baseball's having too. It's just uh it's an older fan base uh, and we know the amount of people that play fantasy football and base fantasy baseball has just not caught on like fantasy football has and uh it's just a real shame because I mean it, it, it seems like every male plays fantasy football probably besides the two of us and it seems to cross <laughs> generations there's children that are playing fantasy football but the baseball stuff seems to be old guys like us playing and you know our listeners i know i know they they range all over the place but that's been disappointing as well it's just uh you know the baseball scene has just gotten older and that's i find that disturbing timmy well you, you know rich i i think a lot of it has to do with the uh, instant gratification the uh, of of the younger generation. Maybe I shouldn't generalize, but you know, you look at fantasy football. You submit your lineups once a week. You got limited positions. Uh, fantasy baseball, it, it's it's a lot more work. There's a lot more positions. There's a lot more moves. It operates over a longer period of time and requires a level of dedication to the craft that I think far exceeds fantasy football. And I, and I think that's part of the problem with the game is 
you have to have people that are really diehard, dedicated fans to want to play fantasy baseball. And I don't know if the younger generation has that same level that we do. I know some do, but I think across the board, I don't think it's there, Rich. Agree with you, Timmy, but you know, it's interesting. I know, um, uh, the baseball HQ guy, Ron Chandler, tried to get like a month-long season going. So the season would be six months, uh, six individual months. I don't think that really got any traction. And then obviously there's daily no. fantasy baseball as well. And unfortunately, that's turned into just a handful of people that you know submit. This isn't a this isn't falsehood. Like hundreds of lineups, and it's a it's become a gambling area for a handful of people. And they take any newbies, they just they, they simply take your money. Uh, so so why that's become very popular, it's still way more popular in football than it is in baseball. Well, yeah, it, for me, gambling, gambling is not what it's all about when it comes to fantasy baseball. It's playing the game. I can play the game for nothing. Okay, there doesn't have to be money involved. And I can love and enjoy the game. Uh, when you get into to daily games, I, I've always said that I believe it's gambling and it's, and it's played principally for the money. And uh, baseball, I don't think, has nearly the appeal of football when it comes to one-day gambling. Yeah, I totally, totally agree with you. So I think that's for everybody who's in Tim McLeod leagues. He's just told you he's going to give you all of his money and not even play for the if – he, if he wins, he's going to give the money away. That's what I heard, Tim. Um, Rich, did you get your phone fixed? <laughs> Is there a problem? With having, you having phone? trouble. <laughs> when we get back, Timmy, let's get into should the Angels trade Mike Trout? Sounds good, my friend. Got a commercial, and I'll say, okay, Timmy, so. For this next segment, I, I kind of wanted to talk about Mike Trout. And I kind of, you know, I was sitting there as Matt Harvey was signed by the Angels. I said, yeah, okay, that's that's an interesting signing. He's a good bounce-back candidate, still has good stuff, still throws 95 miles an hour, strikeouts are way down, uh, can't stay healthy. So, But, you know, there's a chance that he comes back. And then, then I got to thinking that, let me take a look at the rotation. It's Andrew Heaney, it's Tyler Skaggs, maybe Jaime Barra. That's not a a squad, a, a rotation that can compete with the Astros, the Yankees, the Red Sox, maybe not even the up and coming like White Sox and uh, uh, you know, so, some of the other teams that are out there. And you get to thinking about Mike Trout, who's only got two years, Tim, before he becomes a free agent. And I know they want to re-sign him, and, and uh, I know they keep trying to talk to him, but apparently he's not ready to talk yet because he wants to see if the team's going to be good. Obviously, losing Shoei Otani was tough from a pitching standpoint. But, Tim, that team is not good enough to win. And then all of a sudden, if they're not good enough to win this year, then they've only got one more year of Mike Trout. And he might say, look, I'm going to go try to play for somebody that actually has a chance to win, get back closer to the East Coast. Maybe he goes plays for the Philadelphia Phillies, maybe the Yankees or somebody like that. And so my question is, if, if you're the Angels, don't you start to think about trying to try trade Mike Trout? Well, I, I, I think they want to resign him. And I, I agree with you. I, I think, I think Trout would probably be happy playing the rest of his career there, but 
when you look at what he's accomplished in the game and what he's probably going to continue to accomplish moving forward, there's very little left for, for growth per se, other than getting that ring, getting the world series. And, you know, I, I think it's a very, very challenging situation for, for both parties but the the bottom line is if the Angels don't think they can re-sign him at some point in time, they should really seriously look at moving him. And I don't know how long they leave that, uh, but I, I would I would think this year is probably not the right year, simply because there's a lot of prospects in the Angels system. You know, you start looking at Adele, okay? They're saying we could see him this year, but we'll definitely see him in 2020. Okay, Canning's around the corner. He's not that far off. Jamie Jones could be at second base as early as this year. Uh, Luis uh, Renifco? Yeah, it's close enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Brandon Marsh, you know, Jose Suarez, Kevin Mayton. The system isn't all that bad. But if they can't resign, resign Trout, yeah, I, I think they have to move him and fill in the balance of those holes. So, you know, the other thing I think it has to come into consideration is looking at Simmons and looking at Upton. And if they're going to do something with Trout as far as moving him, they should be moving those two guys as well. So I, I really don't have a, a definitive answer other than that, you know, if at some point in time it looks like they can't resign him, move him. Get what you can yeah. and then... Put plug those pieces into the existing pieces with Otani returning, uh, you know, to the mound hopefully for 2020, and the Angels have have a pretty fair team. Yeah, so if I think it's going to come down to if 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 Mike Trout says, you know, I'm just, you know, I want to see how 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 good the team is going to be. To me, that's a red right. flag, Timmy, and and I think what we're seeing with JT Ramuto versus um, Paul Goldschmidt. I mean, Paul Goldschmidt's a way better baseball player than JT Ramolta, but he's got two years of team control, and Goldschmidt was on his final year. So I think what we're learning is the haul that you can get back for one year versus two years is pretty substantial. Um, so it feels like if you're going to get maximum value, is you have it's, it now is the time to trade Trout, you know, before the beginning of the season. Um, and but you know that. It, because I think his value starts to diminish because, okay, now I've only got one year of him. Uh, and then he goes out for free agency and I've, I've given away, you know, a ton of talent for that. And uh, Timmy, you, you brought up a lot of prospects and I, I wrote up the angels uh, a few weeks ago. Um, right. And it's, it's a, it's a much better system. Joe Adele is further away than you think. I mean, the guy's got close to 30% strikeout rate. He's only 19 years old. This is not, uh, an 80 grade hit tool that Vlad has. And this is a guy that's got a below average hit tool, and I think he has a chance to be very good. But so did Byron Buxton, and they rushed right. him, and Byron Buxton's still trying to establish himself. So, so those are you know concerns that that you've got with some of those young players. But I worry about that pitching staff. And yeah, maybe they signed Dallas Keiko, but he's a three or a four. They don't have what I know. Shoni Otani might have been a one or a two. It just right. losing him was brutal, Timmy, because he's not pitching this year, and he's probably not going to pitch a full season next year. Uh, Maybe 160 innings or something, and that's what's tough. Well, yeah, no, it it definitely is. 
I think it's going to boil down to whether or not Mike Trope believes the Angels are going to be a contending team in the next three to four years. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And uh, who knows what he's thinking at this stage. But if, if he doesn't believe that to be uh, a reality, and I, I think the Angels have shown an, an earnest uh, willingness to, to move forward and try and improve, improve the team around. Otani was a horrible break for them as far as the pitching. They went out and they got this kid. And, you know, he was supposed to anchor the pitching staff and it didn't work out because of the injury. But that's not to say that two years down the road, he won't be that ace. We just don't know. It'll all depend, I think, on what what Mike Trope wants to do because the, the ball's in his court. He's the best player in the game. And if he's not going to resign, like I said a bit earlier, yeah, moving him is the only option. And the Angels can move him. If they're playing for two to three years out and the haul they would get is huge. Yeah. I, I don't know Mike Trout. I mean, I met him a couple of times when he was a kid and not a kid, like 18, 19 years old, but I don't know the guy, but I would have to assume Timmy and, and unless he all of a sudden just, just becomes Brandon Belt here. I mean, this is a guy who's going to go to the hall of fame. I mean, it's, it's set. I mean, he's already got, I mean, he's, I think 150th highest war in the history of baseball. I mean, it's, I mean, he's moving up the ranks very, very quickly. Um, and to me, it, he can play anywhere he wants. Somebody's going to pay him a ton of money. I think it's going to become, I want to win. He seems like that kind of competitive guy that he wants to win. And, Quite frankly, Philadelphia looks a lot better than the Angels do over the next five years. Yeah, no, I, I can't, uh, I can't disagree with you. And he's at the age now where this next deal is going to lock him up basically for the balance of his career. He's 27; he'll be 28 next year. So he's looking at signing a deal, you know, heading into his age 30 season, probably a six to eight year deal. And it's it's going to be it's going to be basically I know once a one one time opportunity for him and uh, I I really don't know which way he's going to lean but at some point in time the Angels have to make a decision and if Trout is unwilling to commit because I don't think it'll boil down to money it's going to be about winning and you know if if Trout isn't willing to commit at some point in time it's going to force the Angels' hand. Yeah. So, Timmy, if if Bryce Harper's probably going to get thirty three to thirty five million dollars a year, 
yeah, granted, probably over 10 years just because, you know, he's younger when he's going for his contract. Trout probably won't get a 10-year deal, but he's probably no. going to get a higher annual average, so his AAV is going to be a lot higher. It, it, is it possible that he's a 45 or $50 million a year player? I could see 350 to 400 million for Mike Trout. Yeah, I, yeah, for, I, I, I have no, but I, I have think no problem. Over like stuff. six or seven years, though. I mean, I, I think yeah, you could be looking years, at, yeah. yeah, you could be looking at a potential 30, 40 to 50 million dollar year, probably starting off 35 and graduating up to 50, which is insane. But I think that's what you're looking at. If Bryce Harper's worth 35, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's Mike Trout worth if he's if Harper's worth thirty five? You look at the history. You're looking at forty to fifty million dollars a year at the you know when when he looks at when he looks at at signing. Yeah, it, which is which insane. which is insane. Yeah, one other thing, and then then we're gonna, I'm going to ask you the question: Will the Angels ever ever trade him? But the, my my question is if if J T. Romuto is probably commanding. And I think the rumor now is. Uh, yeah, they've signed Michael Brantley. Kyle Tucker might be a guy they move for JT Romulto plus, you know, plus probably mm-hmm. a second tier kind of prospect. That's what JT Romulto gets. I mean, what does Mike Trout give you? Is it if we stick with the with the Astros? Is it Forrest Whitley and um, and Kyle Tucker and maybe Jordan uh, Alvarez? I mean, is it that big of a haul? And maybe a couple of guys down. I mean, it's got to be insane in terms of the the players that you get back. Well, you know, I think they could trade Trout today, okay, and with the pieces that they have in their system and the pieces they are, they could potentially acquire, it would make the Angels a competitive team within two years. How's that? And, which is why I think it's, you know, it's interesting because, you know, the well, Astros, yeah. Astros are in their window. I mean, they're in their window, and two years of Mike Trout – uh, it would be a, a, a big deal for them, right? So and so they'd have to give up Forrest Whitley and um, you know and Kyle Tucker and probably a couple mm-hmm. of younger guys as well. Hey, Forrest Whitley has a chance. Imagine Forrest Whitley plus Joey Otani in 2021. That's a pretty good one-two potential combination there. Well, yeah, and you throw the kids in the system, Canning and. Uh, yeah. Canning, Canning, and Suarez with uh, uh, Jaime Barria, who's only 22. All of a sudden, you get a rotation; they're all under 25, and it's looking pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Kyle Tucker's not Mike Trout, but maybe a 70% of Mike Trout, 60% of Mike Trout. But then you throw in Joe Adele, and maybe Joe Adele mm-hmm. is 75% of Mike Trout, and you know, you, you got a potentially a pretty good team. So. You know, I'm sure those are the struggles that they're having in the front office, um, you know, of the Angels. But but the the question, I, the final question is, would they ever trade them? Yeah, I think they would. When it gets to the time and the stage where... Jimmy, you haven't said a- the time and the stage in two years. Tim McLeod brings back a can only but goody time in the stage. Remember you people used to say it was a drinking game for a while <laughs> that you always yeah. said that. <laughs> At this stage of the game. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But keep you know, they, they, they can't let them walk, okay? They are not, under no circumstances will the Angels let 
let Mike Trout play out the string and walk. That That's not going to happen. So either they're going to get a commitment from Trout and they will move forward and they will give him his 40 to $50 million a year or they'll they'll move him. It, it, it's, it's inevitable. And I, I don't think they want to take that approach. But like I said, they're not going to let him walk. That's not going to happen. Yeah, so I, I, I think if they move him, I, I feel this way with Madison Bumgarner, they're only going to move him the July trading deadline, July of that final year that he's there. Uh, I don't think they're going to do it before. I don't think they'll move Mad Bum before the beginning of the season. Maybe, you know, they, they here's a rental player for a couple of months and give me something way less than I could have gotten if I traded mm-hmm. Mad Bum or Mike Trout, you know, two years ago. But I, I think, I think they hold on to him, Timmy, because I think the blowback from the Angels fan would be so high. And I know Artie Marino has a really close relationship with Trout and, and you know, just mm-hmm. loves the I, I, I think it's going to be a tough one. I think it's the emotional. I think it's Tony Sincata's bobblehead. You know, that's the, that's a tough call. Yeah, no, it, it really is tough because you're right. He's the best player in the game. And their fan base has watched him, you know, from from day one when he was drafted, growing growing through the organization, organization and his on-field play being the best in, in the world, you know, <laughs> that's not going to sit easy. But at some point in time, a decision is going to have to be made. And, uh, hey, the ball's in Mike, Mike Trout's court. I, I don't think money will ever be an issue. Yeah, if Jerry if Jerry Depoto was there, he'd probably be traded. But as far as I do, he just came over from the Dodgers. Now he runs the San Francisco Giants. There's no yeah. way his first act is going to be untrading Madison Bumgarner, who single-handedly won them a World Series. Let's face it. I forgot which one it was, and and he he was an instrumental in the other two. I mean, this is a this is a legendary San Francisco Giant player, and I, I can't imagine again him being trade, which he should be. Now he should be moved. Uh, I can't right. imagine they're going to do that except for, hey, we stink, Madison. We're going to trade you to the Braves because they have a chance to go to the World Series and you can do your magic. And thank you for every. I think the fans would be okay with that. It's like, hey, this is a good thing for Madison Bumgarner, but to trade him now would be. I, I, I can't imagine him doing. I can't imagine a general manager coming in and that is his first act. Um, yeah, it's not going to win you a lot of fan support. But at the same point in time, it's going to happen. Are, are they going to let Madison Bumgarner walk and get nothing for it, basically? I, I can't see that happening. So uh, if he is not uh, traded at the trade deadline, I, I'd be totally shocked. I really would. Yeah. So, I mean, so they, the, the Orioles got, you know, used in LD. It's a, it's a chance to be an everyday regular. But uh, if Manny Machado would have been traded two years ago, he, you're, you're talking serious, serious return. Remember when Madison Bumgarner a couple years ago before he did the stupid oh. dirt bike accident? A top, mm. One of the top five, ten pitchers in all of baseball. And what he could have returned then and now what he can return now is something a lot less. Well, yeah, but the Giants were winning. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, they got old in a hurry. And they've got a lot of long-term contracts. A lot of guys locked into long-term unfavorable contracts as far as potentially moving them. And it's going to be tough. But 
you know, what do you do with the with Madison Bumgarner? Uh, you know, your your fans' expectations are a little bit different when you're looking at a player heading into free agency. Okay, with potentially no return, it's it's inevitable. I think that he does get moved. It's how they go about doing that that will make the difference. And you know, hey. The same thing will happen with Mike Trout. At some point in time, the reality will set in with the fans, and it's not going to set well. But the bottom line is, at some point in time, Mike Trout's going to make a decision, and it's not going to be to despite Angels fans, or it, it's just part of the game. And <laughs> uh, everybody will get over it in time, Rich. That's it, they will. That's just the nature of the beast. So at the trading deadline. The, and this has been reported in multiple places. The Houston Astros had a deal with the Washington Nationals. Luno and uh, Rizzo, two general managers, had a deal. We've never heard who the players are for Bryce Harper to go and play the final two months of the year in the Houston Astros, which could have made a difference, Tammy. Could have made a difference. Right. They brought it up to ownership and Washington, and they said no. Yeah. And that's why they they should have they should have taken the deal. They should have. They should have. Because they, I mean, yeah. you're talking. They could have. Kyle Tucker could have been. You'd get two months of Bryce Harper would have been more than using El Diaz. You know, so it would have been. It would have been a good player. And uh, yeah, I, and, and and I think the reason they said was, well, maybe it won't uh, give us a chance to be in the Bryce Harper sweepstakes. You know, this, you know, in 2019, which, as you know, was stupid because he's going to go wherever the most amount of money is. So, <laughs> so. yeah, you know, <laughs> money talks, BS walks, right? That, that's, Absolutely. That's the way it's be. Yeah. So if you so, have opinions, uh, if you have opinions, reach out to us and let us know, should the, it's two questions, should the um, uh, Angels trade Mike Trout and will they? I say they should, and they will not. Tim says they should, and they will. Yes, uh, that's uh, uh, that's that's where my train of thought's at, Rich. It will happen. Well, we've got a steak and liquor bet that hopefully in a year and a half or so we'll figure out who was right. So, Timmy, we get back. Let's talk about some more trades. Sounds good. couple of signings, Sammy, uh, four signings to be particular in particular. I mean, Michael Brantley gets signed by the Astros. And I think the, the theme here is these are all fairly reasonable deals by the teams. There's no four-year – there's no Andrew McCutcheon four-year $60 million deal. This is a two-year $32 million uh, deal that the Astros signed for. Yeah, he'll be 32 next season, but this is a this is a contact machine. I mean, it's just he's been that way now for the last few years. There's you know, average power, speed is not what it used to be. He's still a pretty good player, provided he stays healthy. What, what do you think of the deal? Um, I think it's a good deal, but it, it raises some questions about uh, Kyle Tucker and for sure. You know, if they don't. If they don't move Josh Reddick, it looks like Ty- Kyle Tucker is going to start in uh, in Triple A unless he's traded. And here, here's a trade that works, Rich. That works really well. Why don't the Astros, okay, flip Kyle Tucker, which has already been rumored, and AJ Reed, okay, do AJ a favor, flip him to the Marlins for real Muto. 
Yeah, I mean that's I mean, that's a lot of value. I value with uh, Kyle Tucker, man. I you know Real Muto. I mean he's he's good. He's a catcher though. How, how much is he going to play? You know the 120 games. I guess. I think that's what I think. You know, AJ Reed's a guy, and I asked the question in here. It says like Derek Fisher's turned into AJ Reed as well, right? He's in the AJ <laughs> yeah. Reed purgatory. Um, mm-hmm. They just have no chance because the the Astros are so deep. So yeah, they they've got. I think they would do that, Timmy. Well, and you know it makes sense because they got Brantley for two years. It fits into the you know it it, it fits into what they're looking at, okay, short-term. You know, you add Real Muto for the next two years with Brantley. Uh, you know, Josh, Josh Reddick, they could, they could find a way to move that or eat the contract. It's $13 million over the next two seasons that they owe him. Uh, I'm, I'm sure the Astros could find a way to make that work, kicking some money on a deal to move him. And, you know, hey, they've, they've still got adequate bench strength with Marisnik and Straw and Tony Kemp, you know what I mean? Backing up the three outfielders they have. So I, I wouldn't be at all shocked to see something like that uh, happen. And, hey, Miami needs a first baseman. They don't have one, per se. Yeah, I mean, you know, they need a lot, Timmy. <laughs> so they need a lot. Pick a, yeah. pick a position, Timmy. I think they need it. <laughs> so Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I think, you know, I, I tweeted this out this week. I know you're not on Twitter anymore, but I was sitting there just thinking uh, they're really holding out for JT Romuto. And uh, and I have to believe that, um, oh, gee, the name just escapes, escaped me. The guy that won the MVP last year went to the uh, Brewers. Oh, was, Christian Yelich. Yeah, Christian Yelich. They kind of gave him away. I mean, they got Lewis. They got Lewis Brinson back for Christian Yelich. Now, I still think there's something there, but there, there's no way in there's no way in any universe that Lewis Brinson's going to win an MVP. So I have to believe, Timmy. They said, "Whoa, whoa, we we got to be really careful. We got taken for." Um, for for Christian Yelich, we got taken for Giancarlo Stanton. We got tra- we got taken for Asuna. Let's not get taken for Rio Muto. Now they're, you know, they they were dancing with the Mets and the Mets sign you know, Wilson Ramos. So it'll be interesting to see if they can keep it up with the Astros or not. Yeah, you, you know, uh, the one positive that everybody trading with Miami still has to to ponder is the fact that Derek Jeter is still running things and he made all those crappy <laughs> deals. So what's one more, right? <laughs> okay, that's, that's, a, that's a fair point, Timmy. It's a fair point. So I do think it's a good sign for the Astros. And the Astros need, I mean, what allowed them to win that World Series uh, was health for one. And then two is just, you know, Brantley's a tough out uh, given his ability to make contact. They don't need power guys. They got plenty of guys that can hit, you know, 30 plus home runs. And I think he's going to be a really, really nice addition to, to that squad. And they say he might play a little bit of first base, which poor AJ Reed, AJ Reed has, I think purgatory. That's the right word. He is in, he is in triple a purgatory. Yeah, right now I think he's buried behind Straw, who's an outfielder. You can throw him in there. They'd put Straw at first base first. <laughs> That's right. So give me a stat line for Brantley. Home runs, stolen bases, and batting average. Uh, 15 home runs, 10 stolen bases. I'll go with a 300 batting average. Yeah, I think that's about right. I mean, it, from a fantasy standpoint, he'll probably score some runs because he'll be on a mm-hmm. he'll be in, well. I guess he was in a pretty good situation with Cleveland. Right? There's going to be some some runs, you know, in a rotisserie league. That's that's good. But what is that? Is that like a number 
three outfielder? Kind of like mid Yeah, or I something? would say probably. Yeah, probably number three, yeah. yeah. That's, that ssounds fair. And then poor Derek Fisher, there's no chance. He's 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 dead man walking. Uh, I always like Fisher. I think there's something there. So, didn't I trade you Fisher for somebody in a league? Um, uh, could have been, could have been. I I liked Derek Fisher at one point in time, and until he kept sliding sliding backwards on the depth charts. Uh, hopefully, at some point in time, they they move him because you know, hey, hope I'm hoping they move Kyle Tucker. He could be stuck yeah. there in the minors for two years, couldn't he? Potentially. Yeah, you know, and and the Astros to me, this is this would be potentially the third situation where AJ Reed came up, did not play well. Derek Fisher right. came up, did not play well. Kyle Tucker came up and did not play well. So you know, they gave they gave Alex Bregman you know thirty five at bats, and he finally mm-hmm. started around but this is i guess my point is a good team who doesn't have time to develop people at the major league level and i think that's we might be seeing a trend here that if you don't come up and produce immediately you're going to get buried well and and the thing is uh they're they're in their window right now so they're not they're not prepared to wait Uh, alex bregman was was part of getting to that window the game's yeah. changed a little bit for them now, hasn't it? It, it surely has. And, and just so you know, I mean, Garrett Cole's a free agent next year, and so is Justin Verlander. And the last I looked, that means the only pitcher under contract is Lance McCullers. The last time I remember, isn't he recovering from Tommy John surgery? Yeah, I don't so, know if he's gone yet or he's uh, – I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure what the, what the scoop is there. I'll take a quick look while we're chatting, but – it, it's not good for that uh, for that arm, that's for sure. Uh, Josh James and you know Forrest Whitley, uh, they're gonna they're gonna see action. Yeah, he went under uh, yeah Tommy John at the beginning of uh, November, so he's gone yeah. for the full 2019 season. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I, 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 my Houston Astros is done. I, I won't. I'll just tease it a little bit. I, think, I, I still think Josh James is probably a back end closer guy. I, I still mm-hmm. think that's where he ultimately lands. Uh, I think Framber v- uh, Valdez is the same kind of guy. It's you know, there's a chance he's uh, you know a good, a solid starter, but he's never really thrown strikes. Um, and maybe he's yeah. discovered that this you know this back in 2018. Maybe he figured it out. Uh, great arm, um, <laughs> but don't be surprised, Timmy, if and I, you could say that about anybody. Don't be say I don't think he's a He's not Forrest Whitley that you would be shocked if this guy isn't a full-time starter for his career. I think Josh James, there's reliever risk there. Yeah, no, I I can't disagree with you. The the only real plus is right now, if you look at that rotation, they got Verlander and Cole, and both of them are heading into free agency, I believe. McCullers is out. So if you're looking at 2020, right now you've got Josh James, Colin McHugh, Framber Valdez, and Forrest Whitley. Those are probably your, and uh, what is it, Boustakis? Yeah. If they don't make he's, that's what they, that's what they could be looking at for 2020. Yeah, so I, yeah, I, I think you have, to, you have to assume at the moment that by 2020, Forrest Whitley is, Forrest Whitley has a chance to do uh, very good things very, very quickly, right? So, uh, you know, it's he yeah. could be in the, kind of talk of rookie of the year 
much like you know the pitcher out of uh, the Dodgers was uh, uh, Walker Bueller. I think he's Walker got that. Bueller. He's got that kind of talent and quick talent. Josh James and other guys, they're not top of the rotation guys. They're probably number three at best. Uh, right. Lance McCullers, you just don't know what you're going to get. I still think he's a. I still think he's a closer. So they mm-hmm. need they need to pick up some guys somewhere along the way, either free agents or to fill out that rotation, or they're going to be doing a lot of openers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, things things are, could look potentially very, very different come 2020 uh, in, in that Houston rotation. So, you know, hey, this has got to be their year, which is why I think they'll they'll make a move for Real Muto. They, 2019, I think, represents a better opportunity for them than potentially 2020. Does that make sense? Totally agree, and that's why I, that's why I agree. I think they'll make a move for Real Muta because it is their window, uh, and their offensive window is probably another three years. But they got to do something mm-hmm. about that pitching. But we know that 2019, unless they get besieged by injuries, is going to be a window, and you know the it's going to be them. It's going to be the the trio. It's the Yankees, the Astros, and the and the Red Sox, and uh, I think. As we get to the beginning of the season, I think it's impossible to know who's going to be favored to go to the World Series because they're all three going to be very, very good. Yeah, you know, you look at you look at Garrett Cole, and it might be to their advantage uh, to look at finding a way to extend him before he gets to free agency. He's a, uh, Rich, he's, a bar, I, he's a bar's client. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, if they offered him enough money, it would. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. I think the only <laughs> stuff Boris Klein. Yeah, I, I, I know uh, Steven Strasburg signed early. Uh, he was a Boris client. Yeah. But yeah, he's coming yeah. off of Tommy John surgery. He was always injured. And, but he got 140 or something like that. I, I, Garrett Coles, I, he's, I bet you they're going to try to break the bank with him. Well, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm sure if Houston, say, offered Cole. Thirty million over five years as an extension, that would have to at least get somebody's attention. You would think. Nope, I don't think that's. I don't think that's going to do it. I, I think it's a David Price kind of contract. I think it's a two hundred plus million dollar deal. Whatever Scherzer signed for, I, I would not be surprised if that's what Garrett Cole's going to be looking for. You know what? I think the Astros will tap out. I don't think they'll. They're going to say it's a pitcher. We like him. We're not going to go that. We're not going to go that far with him. I think they'll look other places. Well, yeah, maybe they're maybe they're looking to Cleveland right now and Corey Kluber to try and solve that problem, right? You know, Tim, you bring up a really good point. But now, does Cleveland need them? They they they've shed it so much payroll. Do they do they need to shed one of those pitchers? I, I don't know. I don't think so. They got rid of E five. That was a big deal. Yeah, no, I I think uh, Cleveland's now in a situation money wise where they can keep that rotation. And you know what? Hey, pitching wins at the end of the day, and you know. Cleveland's got the best rotation in baseball, I believe. Bar but, but wouldn't you agree that that bullpen is is suspect at the moment? That's what wins is the bullpen. Uh, yeah, they they need to do a little bit of upgrading in the bullpen. But they can get six seven innings out of those starters. That puts them in a pretty good shape. Brad Brad Hand will get the job done as a closer. They just need to find a few bridge guys and and an outfielder or three. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know, Timmy. I mean, I take a look at the the Yankees, man, and that ridiculous bullpen. I mean, they their, their starters only have to go five innings, so you figure they can amp it up for five innings in the playoffs and then give it over, mm-hmm. you know, boom, boom, boom. And we saw with Cleveland that if their starters wobble at all, and that happens when you're in the playoffs and you're playing against some of the best offenses, you know, you're dead. That's that's when you become yeah. dead. Well, yeah, and, you know, you even look at the Yankees in their window. Uh, you know, you look at that bullpen, and, yeah, it's solid, but, you know, is Dylan Batances, I believe, is heading into his free, agents, uh, free agency uh, for 2020. Uh, yeah, he is. You take Batances out of that bullpen, and the Yankees are looking not nearly as strong as they were. And let's face it, with the history between uh, – Batances and Randy, oh, I can't even remember his name right now. Choke? Uh, Randy uh, No, no, the uh, the president of the club. Oh, Levine. L- Levine, Randy Levine, yep. Yeah, but yeah, you know, look at the history between Levine and Batances and the calling out on that last, arb- you know what I mean? Yeah, is yeah. Batances, is he going to re-up with the Yankees? All of a sudden, the Yankees bullpen could be very, very... Suspect just as Cleveland's is right now. Yes, but here's here's the deal, Timmy. If okay. the, first of all, the Yankees have more money than anybody, right? More money than the Dodgers, right. more money than the Red Sox. They've reset their arbit- their 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 payroll, so they don't have to go into crazy mm-hmm. you know, giving money back to all the other leagues. And all the not all many of the players want to play there. Hey, Manny Machado has come out and. And Bryce Harper both said we want to play and be a you know can if if Bryce Harper gets offered three hundred thirty million dollars to play for the uh, for the Yankees and three hundred fifty million dollars to play for the White Sox or the Philadelphia he's going to pick the Yankees he'll he'll take a slight discount to play there I don't think he's going to I mean Bryce Harper's going to play for Chicago really no he's going to play for the Yankees because he's a big shot and a big deal same with Manny Machado I think all those those guys want to play for the pinstripe because of the history and their tradition. And that's what the Yankees have. They've got the money and they got the cachet that they can sign whoever they want. Yeah, def- definitely. Uh, it increases the odds of them at some point in time wearing a ring. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and they've also got the money in case, Oh, well, we, 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 we bought somebody for, you know, three years and $30 million. It didn't work out. Well, we'll just, yeah, we'll cut them. Yeah, because they can do that. They can make mistakes. The Cleveland Indians cannot make that kind of mistake. No, they they can only make that like once. Yeah, and the Yankees can make it a bunch of times. Let's go to the Mets. Mets signed Wilson Ramos, a two-year, $10 million deal. Again, another reasonable contract, Timmy. So your thoughts on that signing? I know you're a big fan of Wilson Ramos. Yeah, I I am a big fan. Uh, I, I like what he brings to the table, and... To be honest with you, uh, I was a little surprised at the deal. I was expecting to see a little bit more, but uh, it doesn't seem like a little bit more other than maybe two players and Josh Donaldson is going to be the, uh, you know, is going to be the norm this year. Uh, you know, it's it's not, uh, it, you know, you're looking at eight, eight and a quarter, nine and a quarter with a 10 million club option. I, th- I think it's a great deal for the Mets. And uh, I think they're going to be very happy with Ramos behind the, uh, behind the dish. 
all this means, Timmy, is when the next collective bargaining agreement comes up, it's going to be ugly. So because the Ooh. players are just not getting the money they thought they were getting. Well, yeah, no, guaranteed. What we're seeing right now is is the prelims to, like you said, a lot of ugliness. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm not anticipating seeing seeing baseball in the spring of what is it, 2021? Or whatever the year, I, I I'm worried about. Yeah. I'm very very worried about. That. Yeah, Bryce Harper's going to get his money. Man, Machado is going to. Uh, yeah. Patrick Corbin got his money. You know, there's uh, every year there's three or four top guys that get it, but that's three or four votes. <laughs> Everybody else is not getting it. Timmy, that's that's yeah. what people are concerned about. Well, sure. Is Brian Dozier going to get his money? No. Mike Mustak is going to get his money. They're all, they're going to get one year deals. Yeah, Jonathan Scope. Yeah, one one year, eight and a half million dollars. Yep. Yeah, they, you know it's, and you know what? Players are smart to take it <laughs> because at some point in time, there ain't going to be anybody offering. Not when you've got a handful of teams complete competing for the World Series, and the other twenty some sitting back and saying we're rebuilding. And you have to believe, Timmy, that that's, the players are talking about this all the time. I mean, this is this they're, they're not blind. They know what's going on. And uh, no. it's all about the Benjamins in the end. I mean, these guys want to get paid, and rightfully so. I mean, they have a right to earn a living and, and do well. I mean, that's, 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 that's what the market plays. And when it's not no longer paying it, that's where you get um, – that's where people strike. That's, that's, it's happening all throughout history. Yeah, oh yeah, and it's not going to be any different in the game of baseball, guaranteed. You know, hey, the game's getting younger, the younger players aren't making the money. The idea behind it was older players reap the rewards at the the end of their career. That's not happening. So if you're not seeing it happen at both ends, <laughs> you know, something's got to give, and, and, and in a big way. Totally agree. So you're ranking the catchers that's going to come out soon, so I, I'm going to ask you to tease us all. Wilson Ramos is a top Blank catcher in fantasy. Five. Wow. I think you're right. I think you're right. You, know, you, you take a look at what's available in, in catching uh, right now, Rich, and I'm just pulling up my rankings as I've got right now Ramos sitting at number three. Wow. So I'm assuming ahead of that it's got to be Romuto and probably Gary Sanchez, right? No, it's not. I've got Sanchez at five. Wow. Who's two? I've got Yadier at two and Sal Perez at four right now with Sanchez at five. Wow. Wow. I guess Buster Posey's not. A 186, he's, he's, bat, a 186 batting average as a Sanchez with eight, 18 homers? Yeah, but he was hurt. He was hurt, Tim. Come on. Well, well, yeah, and if he was Canadian, he could go to the hospital and get his feelings fixed for free. But oh, I'm very sorry to Mr. and Mrs. Sanchez. Uh, I am a big fan of your son, as opposed to other people in this broadcast. So. Yeah. I'm looking around, and all I see is me, Rich. Here you go. Let me ask you another question. Travis Darnell is a blank catcher in fantasy. It's this poor Travis Darnell. He's done, right? I mean, there's no, no reason to own him. Uh, if you're playing in 20-team, two-catcher formats, he will fit into your plans. How's that? Yeah. 
Yeah, he might get a few at yeah, bats just because Wilson Ramos won't get. He's he's never been a ton yeah. of at a, a bat guy, but I mean there's some. But you know he's coming back from Tommy John surgery, so you don't even know what uh, to expect out of him. So they let's move on to I me. Mean, the Yankees signed Jay Happ, and Happ is one of those guys again. Another reasonable deal, two years, thirty-four million dollars. Granted, he's thirty-six years old. Again, I remember Marcus Potter when he used to be on our show. When his son mm-hmm. Tennessee was born, he, I remember saying he was going to tie his right arm behind him so he learned <laughs> to use his left hand. Remember that? And uh, yeah. it's it's true, man. I mean, these lefties, Timmy, as long as you can pitch and get guys out, you're going to keep getting signed. Well, and you know what? J.A. Happ has been a solid, dependable pitcher for a while now. And, you know, he adapted very well in New York and uh, – yeah, it's uh, when you look at the the pitching options out there, he fits very well into the New York Yankees' plans for next season. It was a good sign. Seventeen and six, struck at almost ten per nine, walked two and a half per nine, posted a three sixty five ERA. I think it's a great signing with Jay Happ. I, I I like it. So stat line for two thousand nineteen wins, strikeouts, and ERA. Uh, well, I think the strikeouts are going to come down a little bit. Last year was a little bit above the norm for Hap. Uh, he's more like a pinch shy of a strikeout uh, per inning type. So I, I'm going to go 175 innings. I'll go 170 Ks, 15 wins in a 375 ERA. Uh, he's going to be a very valuable contributor. So that's uh, which uh, he's going to go later in drafts, Timmy, because it's Jay Hap. And I mean, it's like, oh, it's right. old. And I, he's, he's a sneaky. I think there might be some sneaky value there. Yeah, I don't have any problems looking at J.A. Happ as a number as a number three. Yeah. No problems at all. And in New York, uh, I would uh, I would rank him as their number three, uh, behind Severino, Paxton, Happ, Tanaka, and Cece. Not a bad rotation in New York. That's Not a good rotation. All. Yeah, I'd probably rather have Tanaka. I still like Tanaka. I know his arm's going to fall off one day, and I know every time he goes out there, we're expect. But he's when he pitches, he's pretty good. Well, I, I think what you have to look at is, you know, he he pitched very, very well in the playoffs, and it looked good, but, you know, 156 innings, yeah, I, I can see a, a range. When you look at Tanaka since he's been in New York, you know, what we've seen ERAs from a low of three, or actually 277 in the first year on reduced innings, but, yeah, you know, I, I think you could look anywhere from 323, 30, to the the other side of four, you know, there's a, a wide range of expected outcomes with Tanaka, and I, I think Hap is a little more stable in his potential range of outcomes at this stage. Yeah, you bring up a good point. I mean, uh, 12 wins, 156 innings, nine so strikeout a, a strikeout in any only two walks per nine, uh, and a 3.75 ERA. So it's not much off from Hap. I mean, they're pretty similar pitchers yeah. with with health being on half side. Yeah, I think the thing that concerns me with Tanaga was 2017, the 474 yeah. ERA and the 124 whip. But, yeah, they're, they're very, very close. And uh, I know it's almost blasphemous for me to this uh, yeah. uh, former Japanese pitcher, but right now when you look at the relative cost price when you get to the draft board, I think I'd have half a little bit higher. Just a bit. Final acquisition, Timmy, is the the White Sox acquired Yonder Alonso in a trade. They gave up kind of a second tier prospect uh, back to the Indians because the Indians were looking to. 
think it was the Indians, right? Wasn't the Indians? Yeah, yeah they were looking at clear, clear, clear salary. And, you know, Lonzo's one of those guys that really turned his career around because he got into the launch angle phenomenon and went from a handful of home runs to 28 in 2017, 23 last year. Strikeouts are now up, so he's probably a 250 hitter, which he was. If that's what it feels like the guy is, Sammy, he's 20 to 25 home run guy, a 250, 320 on base percentage guy. Isn't that who Yonder Alonso is? Um, I think potentially it is. I, I'm not that quite that bullish this year, uh, Rich. Uh, you know, if you look at the past two seasons, and, you know, in, in 2017, he hit 20. He hit 13 of them, I think, in about a month and a half. He hit six in July last year. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Alonzo come in with 17, 18 homers next year. Along with that so, 250 batting average. Yeah, so that makes him not even he, – he's not a starting first baseman on your fantasy team. Uh, hopefully he's not on mine as a starting first baseman, or I would have done something wrong, Rich. Yeah, I, I'm not overly bullish. Yeah, so what do the White Sox do with Jose Abreu? I mean, is, is, is he still the first baseman? And Lonzo's a better defensive first baseman. Does he move to DH? What are you what are you thinking around that? Well, Abreu is not a bad defensive first baseman either. I, I think they'll work the two of them back and forth. Yeah, I, I think I think I think Abreu will play first base and DH, and the same with the same with Alonzo. Uh, I think is Alonzo that much better than Matt Davidson? I, I don't know, Timmy. I. I... I questioned the whole deal. I didn't really understand it. It's like, I know that he is married to Manny Machado's uh, uh, sister. You know, you hear that, that maybe that was a way to try to get Machado to come in. Gosh, you hope not, but maybe they, they, they did that. Um, But it just seems like, okay, it's just, he's a guy, Timmy. I'm not sure, you know, I'm not sure he's all that special from a, from a baseball standpoint. He's, he's, he's okay. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was sort of intriguing that you know the the family the family thing. But I, I wonder if Machado, uh, you know, at family gatherings, if he steps on any toes, <laughs> it's very, or trips somebody. Very well played. You know, it's funny. So, so you're hearing all these things. So the White Sox, you know, trade Alonzo. Hey, we got your brother-in-law here, and and the Yankees yeah. wheel out uh, Carlos Beltran as a special advisor to uh, Cashman, apparently. <laughs> That's Manny Machado's uh, idol, and you know that's that's who we want it to become. And both weekend, yeah. uh, and you know this is like everybody, everybody's got an angle. It's ever who provides the most amount of cash. I mean, that's where that's where he's going. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I, I I'm, I'm sure. You know, when, you know, and Manny and Yonder sit down, you know, over Thanksgiving dinner, okay? I, I'm sure the topic of conversation is uh, from Yonder. Hey, Manny, why don't you take a $50 million cut, okay, uh, so we can play together? <laughs> Can't see it happening. Now, and it's going to be, well, even if the Reds, uh, even if the White Sox offer me a lot more, uh, more it's got to be a lot more money than the Yankees are offering me to go. Would you rather play? in the Windy City or in Yankee in Yankee land. So I, I it'll be interesting to see where he signs. Uh, Timmy, let's take a quick break, and then I'm going to ask you that very specific question. I mean, where – let's see. Where, where are, where's all – I can't – wait. maybe I can't take a break, Tim. No. No breaks. Huh. All right. Well, I can't play the music. 
because it says I'm disconnected, but I think I think it's I think we're all okay. So I think we're still going. Anyway, we'll just do a break without the music. So coming back from the break, uh, so Timmy, just 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 wrap up here. So no signings yet of Manny Machado and Bryce Harper, and it'll be interesting to see if. And there's been talk of this already. Do they start to put a free agent deadline on this? Because the winter meetings are dull, man. If you're, none of these big guys are signing, it's like, you know, it's just guys are signing in January and February. I mean, who, who, where's that fun? But anyway, Manny signs with the blank. Uh, the White Sox. I think they're going to offer him enough money to entice him. I think he goes with the Yankees. But uh, we'll see. Bryce Harper signs with the blank. Uh, Philadelphia, because I traded all their outfielders in the dynasty league, uh, this week, Rich. So <laughs> I, I think, I think Harper signs with the Phillies. Regrettably, I think he signs back with the nationals and then that's going to start the Victor Robles watch, uh, and maybe the Adam Eaton watch. And like, what do we do there? Cause I mean, I'm all in on Victor Robles as I know you are as well. Right. Uh, that's uh, that's uh, I, I think he signs back with the Nationals, but uh, I don't think the Yankees are going to sign him. Maybe he goes to the yeah. Dodgers. I don't know. But uh, you got the Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia gets aced out, Timmy. They want to spend all that okay. money, and, and nobody. I don't think anybody wants to play there. <laughs> but three batteries, okay, with every contract. <laughs> with every contract. Yeah. So, Timmy, it's a wrap, but just a couple of final things here. Uh, mock draft, it's our first mock draft of the year is on December 30th, so a week from this Sunday. And are you ready? How can people participate? How are you going to do this? Uh, it's a good question, Rich. Uh, am I ready? Uh, no. Will I be ready? Uh, definitely yes. Uh, I think I, what I'm doing is I, I'm, I'm looking at a, an alternative host. And I haven't quite got it secured yet, but I will in the next couple of days. And I think the easiest thing for now, okay, is between today and Sunday, slip me an email at... No, 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 no. We're not doing that, Tim. I'm I'm saving you from yourself. Where do you usually hang out? You hang out on one of the Facebook pages. Yeah, Baseball 365. That would be the easiest way, Rich, is starting as soon as people get this information. Okay, I'll put a post up. Yeah, this is yeah. You're you're saving you're saving me from some grief here. Right? Yeah, exactly. I I very much am, Timmy. Trust me in this. Yes. <laughs> no, okay. all of a sudden the lights are coming on. Okay, and you know, there's a ding, 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 ding in the background, and I'm thinking, yeah, come on, I don't need a hundred emails. Yeah, no, very good point, and well taken. <laughs> uh, let's let's go to. Uh, I'll start a thread. Uh, at Baseball 365, all I want is your name, and what I will do is I will do a random drawing, and we'll take it from there. Uh, I'll set everything up, uh, and we'll be ready to go on the 30th, Rich. I'm just not quite sure okay. yet how, how I'm going to work it, but I'll have that cleared up in the next day. Or okay, so everybody, uh, if you haven't joined Baseball 365, if Tim hangs out, uh, go join that group, and Drop them a note, and uh, it will be a lottery kind of based thing, and hopefully you'll be joining. It will be Tim and 14 of his his friends and 
All I get to do is criticize, Timmy. So I will be hosting and just talking about picks. I'm not drafting. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's very noble of you, Rich. And at yeah. some point in time, I will, I will pay you back for that. Okay. <laughs> so not that I'm a dick. About, not that type of guy, but. So, and then probably after the first of the year, we'll start to get into rankings. We'll finish up our prospect talks. We'll finish up uh, our fantasy questions. We're halfway done that. We'll be starting with the AL East when we get back after the first of the year. Lots of draft prep, lots of fantasy talks, and baseball stuff thrown in. We've got a full, full plate here, Timmy, as we go through the winter. We'll be doing a lot of um, a prospect um, special broadcasts, so all of the you know, the, the divisional ones we'll be doing is, is mm-hmm. the week kind of podcast. We'll be doing top 100 uh, podcasts uh, as well. So lots of stuff coming up. So I'm really looking forward to the draft prep, Tim. Yes, as am I, Rich. I think it'll be a lot of fun. And as far as the rankings are concerned, you'll get catchers sometime over the holidays. I've got first base, second base, and shortstop uh, listed and recorded. Uh, I'm just writing feverishly capsules, ranking, re-ranking. And my plan is by the middle of February to have them all in your trusty hands. Cool. Well, that's, that's great. Uh, I'm still writing the pro- – I didn't do any writing this week. I've got uh, – I'm almost on the A system, and all I have left is Texas and Seattle, and my writing will be done. So I'm coming down the back stretch here. But, Timmy, as we close <laughs> off and as we look to Christmas uh, next week on Tuesday, I have a couple of – Christmas questions for you. This is kind of get to know the great Tim McLeod. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you're rich. Yeah. On. Okay. Two two questions. Very okay. simple questions. I mean, now you could be ridiculed based on your responses, but just mm. two very simple. That wouldn't questions. be the first time. Will be the last, Rich. <laughs> okay. Fruit, uh. First question is fruit cake. Yes or no. N-O, capitals. I, I'm responsible, okay, this year for the family gathering in Thunder Bay. I'm bringing the dessert, okay? Perfect question. And I am bringing a Dairy Queen ice cream cake, okay? Oh, my That's gosh, you're the best. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> How to score points with your grandkids and your family. Bring a Dairy Queen ice cream cake for Christmas dessert. So, so, so seriously, Timmy, what is the average age of somebody who likes fruitcake? I- I'm thinking 75. Well, it depends how much brandy you pour over it and how big a fire you get, Rich. But, yeah, I'll go with 75. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I, I bring this up because I was in the grocery store, and there was a big, you know, there's Claxton. As I, they, I, there's only one I think that makes them now. There's, like, bricks. And that's what they truly are, Timmy. They're bricks. And mm-hmm. I'm looking at it, and there literally is probably 100 in this case, and not one has been taken. And I'm going, like, do the, 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 the people – like, I live in a hip, trendy area, Timmy. There are no millennials eating fruitcake. Well, no, definitely not. When I was a kid, it was tradition. You know, an English background, uh, my my grandfather was uh, was born in England. And the tradition was you had to have plum pudding – with brandy on it, served with whipped cream, okay? And I hated plum pudding. I'd take the smallest piece of plum pudding, pray for the brandy, and put 16 scoops of whipped cream on top just to get it down. (laughs) No more plum pudding for Timmy. It ain't happening, Rich. Yeah, and and the same thing. I I remember my mother used to make uh, uh, fruitcake, and it was a little better than the, you know, because maybe it had better stuff in it, maybe she had better, but the stuff you get in the store, oh, 
and I'm Claxon. I'm sure they're owned by Smuckers or somebody like that. Now I have no idea. Uh, most of those companies aren't their individuals, but so maybe they'll never become a uh, a sponsor. That stuff's nasty, Timmy. I don't know. It's nasty. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I said, I, you know, I want to remain a part of the family. Ice cream cake works, okay. <laughs> Not fruitcake. Okay, second question is, I was, I'm glad we can stay friends, because if you said yes, it, it would have been serious discussion, Timmy, because uh, okay. fruitcake is not good. So if there's anybody no. who likes fruitcake, send us a note uh, and say you like fruitcake. So second one is, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm against eggnog, Timmy. I'm not an eggnog. Question to you is, eggnog, yes or no? No, I cut right to the chase and take uh, just the rum and a few ice cubes. Uh, I don't want to ruin it by putting eggnog in it, Rich. I don't like the taste of eggnog. No, no, I'm not a fan either. I, I never have been, but people just go right crazy for eggnog at, uh, over the holiday period. I, I know from being in the grocery convenience industry, we used to sell a ton of it, and it's never been for me. I, that, that, that's a, that's a pass. Yeah, it's a pass for me as well. So those are my two Christmas questions, Tammy. Yeah. And where where were you? You're, you're you already said that you're responsible for the Dairy Queen ice cream. You'll be in Thunder Bay visiting your your children and your grandchildren. So yeah. have fun with that, and let us know how the Dairy Queen ice. Take a picture of it. Let us know how it goes because we expect hot fudge. And sprinkles? What was the thing, the cake that you ate, the brownie? <laughs> I'll, I'll have to bring my own sprinkles. And uh, I'm actually listening on occasion to my cardiologist, Rich. So the hot fudge is a thing of the past. And I want to wish uh, you and Lori and, and the kids uh, a very, very Merry Christmas. Uh, safe travels during the holiday season. And... Thanks for everything this past year. It, it, it's been a it's been a fun year, and I'm looking forward to even bigger, better, and 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 a, and, and a happier uh, 2019. Rich, uh, to our listeners, hey, thanks for your support over the past year, and here's wishing you all the best over the holiday season. Merry Christmas, everyone. Tim, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yep, December 30th. The uh, Merry Christmas, Rich. Merry Christmas. Be well. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.